This is the Three Skeevers Podcast. All right, episode 14 of the Three Skeevers Podcast with Grim from Grim Storage Gaming and myself, Icy, with Icy Fire Gaming. How you doing, Grim? Good. How are you? Pretty good. We got one announcement today, which starting next week, we're going to start putting the podcast on Anchor, which is another platform that we can use to share the video and stuff we're still going to be doing youtube but you'll also be able to find it on anchor and we're going to try to get all the episodes that we the first 13 episodes that we've done we're going to try and get those up there by the end of the week so that they'll all be visible and then we'll have a second place to put everything too so that'll be pretty cool and today we have a special guest nolan kirkoff is in the studio how you doing uh mr kirkoff we're doing good today. I'm glad you guys uh, hit me up and let me come chat with you guys. This is cool. Yeah, it's going to be pretty awesome. And so the video that you posted in the Discord, I think yesterday, I think it was yesterday or two days ago, and I think I, I put a comment saying that the, uh, you know, you I think Living Trellis would be better than Leeching Vines. And I then after I wrote it, I thought about it or I slept on it. And I was like, you know, with like the 1VXing that he's doing, Leeching Vines is probably the better option because Living Trellis will just give you like a burst heal for yourself, but Leeching Vines, for all the people that are hitting you, they all get the minor lifesteal debuff on them, so any sort of damage that you inflict on anybody in your passing in a 1vx scenario is going to be super beneficial for you, and it'll probably out-heal that burst heal that you get at the end of Living Trellis anyways, so... Uh, yeah, I just thought that was a, it was an interesting realization I came to that leeching vines is actually really strong for one VX type situations for your standing. So, yeah, that, that skill is a lifesaver, honestly, like I've never tried the other morph and after reading it, I was like, okay, maybe I should give it a go, but I've just had success with that morph, you know, without going with Arctic blast, you know, just kind of relying on vigor rally and then leeching for the heels and it seems to work but i love to try new things yeah yeah no uh the it, like watching your watching your gameplay like the the minor lifesteal that gets inflicted on everybody it's it it's a uh, it's definitely an interesting way to um uh, i guess see that ability work um for somebody right. doing like 1vx and stuff so i thought that was pretty cool so, so we were talking yesterday about kind of the background story, how you got into the YouTube channel and things like that. And I think that that's an awesome story to share with the listeners about um, what kind of inspired you to start your YouTube channel. So basically how it all started was, you know, growing up, I always played sports, but I always loved video games. And I always balanced them. You know, I kind of would, would finish school in high school, you know, middle school, whatever. And then I would have some sort of a practice after school. And then we'd basically jump on the video game, whatever I was playing throughout the night, kind of skip my homework and just kind of play the games. And, you know, growing up, once I had graduated high school, I moved up to Milwaukee and in Milwaukee I I attempted to go to college uh, at UWM uh, University of Wisconsin Milwaukee it's a it's a huge school 
and kind of it didn't really work out. I was like, okay, I'm not really a classroom kind of guy. Let me let me find a job up here. So I found a job, and it was at the the Fister Hotel, and it's one of the most famous hotels in the world. It's in the in the country, I should say. I mean, maybe in the world. I don't really know, but it's it's super haunted. And any any teams that play the Milwaukee Brewers or Milwaukee Bucks uh, stay there. So I was always interacting with with like high profile athletes, uh, comedians like Kevin Hart or Cat Williams. Like I was always <clears throat> around these people, and I kind of developed at a younger age because I was only like eighteen. 17 or 18 when I started working there like I kind of developed good uh, communication skills and good uh, kind of try to you know talk to that person just like they're a, a normal person and, and at, a, at a lot of times there would be a lot of famous people in front of me while I'm speaking and it's like okay I'm just gonna you know be myself I'm not gonna ask them for their autograph things like that like you just gotta kind of level with them, and so that job really kind of opened up my communication skills and kind of like just be confident in who you are speaking in front of people. Like when I stream, like last night we had, I think we had like 130 people in the stream last night on YouTube, and it's it's a challenge to interact with like the chat and try to do uh well in the game itself let alone playing solo is a death wish but as i as i worked at that job and kind of matured as a person then i started having kids so i was like okay i gotta i gotta be the best dad that i can be and when they go to bed i gotta i need something to do so i kind of picked up the video games again because for a while i wasn't playing and and once eso came out I think my 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 oldest son he was he was two I think no let me think so he's five so he wasn't even okay he wasn't even born yet because the game's been out for like six seven years <laughs> but I I started streaming let's get into that like I started streaming when he was when he was young and when he would go to bed I'd, I'd you know I'd be sitting around I'd be like okay. Let me let me play the game and let me broadcast it. So it's been a slow process, kind of getting a, a community together on my channel. But it's it's kind of worth it now, just because I kind of I would go live every night. I've been going live every night for three plus years now. The first three years of the game being out, I didn't stream. I was just playing, kind of working on my craft. Always playing by myself. I kind of just enjoy the challenge of outnumbered. Um, but yeah, now here we here here we are, three plus years later, and I'm still live every night. Once once the kids go to bed, then I then I literally turn on the PS4, uh, pick whatever character I'm gonna play, and then just hit the share button and go go live. And it's it's just like easy for me to kind of. Uh, hold people's attention, kind of interact with everybody, make sure people, when they come into my stream, that I, I acknowledge that they're in the chat. I, I rarely miss a question or a, or a live chat comment. It's something that I enjoy. I mean, so that's kind of like a little bit of a backstory, I guess, 
I could probably rant for another hour, but I'm sure you guys got something else to say because I could, I could sit here and keep talking and talking and talking, but I'm, I gotta uh, give it a break probably. That's the content creator in you. <laughs> you didn't know you yeah, had dude. air time, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, my background story is a little kind of similar to that as far as playing the game. My my uh, daughters were be were born. My first daughter, who's seven, and late at night because of the sleeping schedule, the way it worked, um, I would stay up with the baby half the night and give my wife at least a good six hours of sleep and then we would switch and during that six hours of me staying up with the baby um i was playing eso and so she might be in my arms you know she might be in the bed and i got one foot on the <laughs> the rocker rocking her while i'm playing you know and so i think that's the life of a dad you know and trying to occupy your time keep yourself awake and do something you enjoy but where's uh if you had to say, what's your favorite place to PvP and why? My favorite place to PvP by far is Imperial City. And it's it's for multiple reasons. I would say the biggest reason I like to PvP in there is the performance. It's always been great. Like, I rarely have moments where I'm, you know... Like what the you know what the heck just happened? I don't know what that was. Like, I did I just fall through the ground or did I like I don't know what just happened. There's so many times where people will come into my stream and they'll say, "Hey, you're always in Imperial City. You're always in Imperial City. Like, why don't you go to Cyrodiil? And I'm like, "Well, Imperial City, it's it's smaller, and so it's it's more frequent uh, action, and it's kind of like." There's a different dimension to it where it's like kind of PvE and PvP and like it can get kind of crazy with bosses running around chasing you while there's a group chasing you and sometimes you can kind of team up with a with a world boss in the Imperial City against like a Zerg and like kind of almost use that uh, mechanism to help win a fight and then there's just so many like houses and and tunnels and things to kite around and it's almost perfect for solo play it's but like the main thing is the performance the imperial city has always worked very well there's always tons of people in there to be honest like if you want to dive down into the sewers you'll find people if and then if you want to go into the districts above you'll find plenty of people it's mainly groups running around you don't really see a whole lot of solo players trying to you know juke and jive but it's a challenge in there and honestly like you you get you get rich by being in there because you're you're constantly gaining telvar ap and gold off of the ads off of the players in there that you're killing and the bosses so it's like a great way to make make uh, currency in the game and to just get practice um, being able to PvP against mainly, like, organized groups. And, you know, I die over and over and over and over. But then if I, if I kill that group of six, you know, one time, like, in my head, I'm like, okay, I win. Like, I shouldn't be able to kill your group. But if I do, it's like, okay, I just had a blast, you know, trying to 
maneuver you guys and kite them around like a district or whatever. But the, the Imperial City is by far my favorite place to play. You are absolutely speaking our language right now. <laughs> that's that's the exact same thing that I, both I see and I think is for all of those reasons. Um, it's just a very dynamic atmosphere. Plus, um, now I do have a couple videos showing falling through floors and all the weird stuff, but it happens way less there than it does in Cyrodiil. And another thing that was really smart that you touched base on was how quick to action, um, how quick it is for you to jump into action. It doesn't take you very long to find the fights, whereas in Cyrodiil, just riding from one keep to the next or respawning at this keep and riding to the next is just a long haul and hopes that something's going on there. You ride all the way there just to get zerged down by 20 plus people, you know, and or you go to a resource fishing, you know, I'm going to farm this. I'm going to take this resource and see if a couple stragglers come, you know, get a little action there. But it doesn't it's so quicker to action in Imperial City, you know, drop down into the district, take somebody's gonna come or you know it and you're gonna take the district just to get uh the buff you know um and another thing too that is along those lines was we had malcolm on one of the shows and malcolm said you know so what's it like for you when you're recording or looking for clips and he goes well i ride all the way out to my favorite rock in cyrodiil <laughs> and then i wait for people to come <laughs> you know and i'm like <laughs> What kind of fishing method is that where you ride out to, you know, you paddle your boat out to this one spot and then you wait. And the reason he has to go to his favorite rock, it's his favorite rock because it's pretty much the only viable line of sight thing to fight outnumbered, you know, in the area. Whereas there's so many things that you can use in Imperial City to fight outnumbered. But I just, that's immediately what I thought when you were talking about the, the landscape and all the corners and all the little nooks and crannies that you can use to your advantage. And here, Malcolm's going out to his favorite rock and hoping that somebody comes by. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. But like, I've been uh, I've been in Imperial City, like, since they put out that DLC, I've always been there. So I don't know how long that DLC has been out, maybe four years. I don't think it's been out the whole entirety of the game. Because I remember when I first started playing ESO, there was no Imperial City. And then they added it a little bit later. But yeah, man, I've always been in there. It's been a blast. Yeah. you're. How many other people, to your knowledge, how many um, maybe content creators or how many other people on uh, PlayStation to your knowledge are out there doing what you do? They're running solo. And like when you bump into them, you know that they're solo. They're looking for the same thing you're looking for. I would say, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people on PS4 uh, that play solo, you know, names that come to mind are King of, King of Games um, he plays solo at a, at a high level. I mean, there's a lot of people that play solo, but they're not, they're trying, you know, they're trying to get there. They're trying to figure out, you know, how to focus the weakest target when you have six people on you and they're all smashing procs into your forehead and they're all, you know, casting their abilities and, and staying offensive. Like it's, it's hard. You have, you have a very short window 
to turn to your offensive bar and try to land a quick combo to burst one dude down and then try to kite around a little bit again and it's it's rinse and repeat and it's it's hard there's a lot of people that play solo and i'm still working on my craft i like i said i die all the time but i you know maybe once a night i do get a cool moment and then i'll pull it from the stream and then post it on the on the youtube channel i mean just just about i would say a handful of people on the playstation 4 that are like very successful at solo but as the game has progressed and people have gotten better over the years, it's hard. It's very hard to play solo. And unless you enjoy a challenge and you're okay with dying, you're, you're probably not going to be able to uh, do it. <laughs> like, it's, it's just, it's very, it's the maximum difficulty. And I try to, when I play solo, I try to play pure. Uh, I don't. I'm not going to use anything that's completely broken or, or you know, quote-unquote as a carry. I like to just have, like, a basic build and, like, pure, like, stats. I, I don't, I don't want to use any proc sets. I don't want to use any um, broken mechanics in the game if people are aware of them. I try to just keep things simple, and I, I'm constantly just sharing my build throughout the stream so people can understand what I'm running. And a lot of times I'll just go through my inventory while I'm live. But, yeah, I mean, there, I would say there's about a handful. A handful of people, you know, that are that are good at it. There's tons that try, but, you know, they're, they're working at it. They're working at it, which is respectful. They're, they're trying to master their craft. So what you're saying is we're not going to see you rocking a werewolf in Crimson and Plague Slinger anytime soon. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if there's something that's completely, like, easy mode, and it'll make my solo experience easier, I don't want to do it. Like, there's certain sets, like, like the two-piece engine Guardian, that's, like, in my stream, like, that's a frowned-upon monster set. You know, a lot of people try to get me in it, because that little robot will block a lot of damage for me. Like, people will target it, and it'll soak up damage like a meat shield. You know, there's certain things I just won't wear. Um, I don't have any arena weapons. I don't have any um, uh, mythic items. I think mythic items were some of the some of the best thing that ESO has brought to the game are the mythic items, and I think they're perfect for solo play. It's almost like those one piece amazing uh, jewelry or feet or whatever piece you would pick. Those are perfect for solo, but I just haven't haven't gotten into grinding for them but yeah i, I mean i i kind of just wear standard sets that give like weapon damage or max max magic or max stamina like i just like the the character sheet to look juicy and then all the other random stuff i'm like oh, i'll just i'm good on that so yeah. about the engine guardian comment I, i'm not a filthy engine guardian user but would you would you put that in the same category as like with Crimson, with like you know like carrying people, or do you think it's um, you know do you think Engine Guardian is more of a problematic monster set? It Engine Guardian used to be, if you wore that, you were being like unique. It was like okay, he's wearing that for sustain, mm -hmm. and then they changed it, and now the health proc is like so strong, and it's it it's you used to get like a green 
or a magic proc for stammer mag and they, it was like all right he's he's running engine guardian for sustain but now it's like if you have engine guardian on you're almost unkillable because it's always been targetable like if i think if they made that robot untargetable it would help a lot but w with what they changed with it like recently you're always getting that health proc and it's like 2k health per second and it's just like it is such a uh pro bowl fullback like just leading you through the charge i mean i don't think it's at the point of being like a werewolf kind of carry but it's it's very strong and i just i won't wear it speaking of that i ran into a werewolf with engine guardian on my elsa video when i was only level 30 <laughs> and i have a video clip of that him trying to kill me with his werewolf using engine guardian on a stamplar but um yeah and i think it's even confirmed that it's almost like 30 percent damage mitigation when the robot's up yes so, and gee. a lot of people say in my stream they'll say nolan tab target tab target just focus the guy but there's so many times where there's six dudes chasing me and three dudes have engine guardian and it's like dude i don't have time to do all that like i'm dead if i start trying to tab target one dude to not hit his engine guardian I, I can't waste time like that like every second is valuable and it's like i just got to try to line up a burst and if if my sub assault or my my binding javelin hits the robot it's just like all right i'll try again let me cycle through my buffs and jump down the staircase and it's kind of like it's rough a lot of uh, people are wearing it sorry quick question how do you tab target on a console so you got to right click the there's the right analog mm -hmm. if you <clears throat> if you were like aiming at a player you can right click the right analog and it'll highlight that character but then you oh. can't attack you can't attack anybody else so you're kind of like i gotta kill him and if i can't because like if you're on like a stand blade if i'm playing with my stand blade which is all single target no AOEs, like, I can't really kill anybody other than the person that I tab target. Yeah, and you're not trying but, to complicate the process of switching targets, burst on this guy, and then change to this guy, then burst back on that guy just by tab targeting. Right. And it, for a 1v1, yeah, I think that's viable. If you're just in a random 1v1 off to the side in Imperial City or Cyrodiil or what have you, you can tab target that player and not put a bunch of damage into their robot that's chasing them around mm -hmm. because that engine guardian has a high uptime like especially on certain classes that robots can be on his side most of the fight yeah it's out there all the time what um so as far as your favorite place to go that's imperial city then what's your uh, favorite classes right now to play on and why so okay okay favorite Favorite class of all time, and it always will be, is the Stamina Templar. I think the Stamina Templar is kind of, it's always like the underdog. You know, a lot of people feel as though Stamina Templar is strong because it has a cleanse ability. You know, it has biting jabs, but there's, it's not, it's not so cut and dry. Um, the Stamina Templar is, has always been strong in a 1v1. But outnumbered, it lacks. It it's very, it's a patient burst, that's a slow build up burst, 
And they're spammable. Yes, you don't have to use Dizzying Swing. And you actually have a legit spammable. But it's a channel. So you kind of, when you're poking, if any of your buffs are down, like you're super vulnerable just to get deleted. And if there's any sort of lag, you know, biting jabs is like dizzying swing. A lot of your pokes, because with each channel, there's there's four pokes. And a lot of times only one poke will hit. So then you just wasted a, a, a channel where you're super vulnerable. And you only poked them for like one jab. So it's like they barely took any damage. A, a lot of times the Stamina Templar art outnumbered is, is hard because it's the sustain is rough. Whereas like you want to build for huge burst on a Stamplar and like blow people up with, you know, you'll throw up your power to light. You'll throw your binding javelin to stun them and then maybe drop a Dawnbreaker and then start jabbing at them. But while you're doing that, you know, the other people are beating on you. So it's kind of like they lack uh, sustain. Like, in, I build mine, like, over sustain. Like, I've, I've, I'm putting on two blood spawn, you know, five eternal vigor, and, and my damage is really only coming from new moon acolyte. Yeah. I, I noticed that about your builds. I like that. Um... You know, something that's interesting along the builds line is I just watched a video with Grim Hollow and Grim, when we had him on the show, he was of the same mindset. Look, I don't like, I don't like these proc sets. I don't like this situation where these sets are doing damage for you with the click of one button. I, I want to do my own damage, you know, and shortly after that, he released a video with a werewolf build wearing crimson and showing how cheese it was you know and he literally while he's going through the armor sets and explaining the build he's standing at a boss in imperial city and he's inside his inventory sheet showing the stats and when he comes out of it the boss is dead just from the crimson proc he survived the entire <laughs> time just from crimson crimson's proc and killed the boss how silly is that wow. you know well that's insane yeah, so he's very much like, let's get some basic stats in here, basic stuff. And then just within the past week, he released a build that's using Venomous Smite. And he said, here's why. Number one, everybody else is wearing it right now. It's a super tanky meta. A lot of people have moved into the heavy armor situation to combat the proc set situation. And he goes, I'm in a position now where I had to, I was able to come off of weapon damage because the proc from this set doesn't scale off my weapon damage. It doesn't scale off my max stam. It's just going to do work on its own. And I could focus more on sustain. So he went Venomous Might and Eternal Vigor. And he said, I never pictured really myself kind of going into this type of setup. But the meta steered me into that. I, he's capable of getting tons and tons of kills. If you've ever seen Grim Hollow play, he can rack up the kills no problem. And there's a perfect montage at the beginning or a BG footage of him just destroying a bunch of people in a BG too. And it's beautiful to see. It's very, uh, very, it's a work of art. But 
he had to get to this point where he's like, I, I needed to incorporate a proc set. And a proc set in the hands of someone like you, someone like him, you know, the high skill level solo players, a proc set in their hands is a nuclear missile, <laughs> you know? It's, it's absolute danger. And so I thought that that was interesting that he finally came around to that. Um, it might be an interesting video for you to watch and maybe you'll feel a little different about incorporating a proc set into your build uh, because you are fighting outnumbered all the time. And it's not so much that you want to, but it's where the meta is going as far as what you're continually facing. And just by adding, adding Venomous Smite too, he was able to apply a bunch of pressure to outnumbered you know he just gets it on one person and now the group he's fighting and outnumbered has pressure on them and it was really hurting werewolves and werewolves and i'm going to quote you here werewolves are grease you know <laughs> <laughs> werewolves are grease man and super grease super dude. grease and I, I play a werewolf too by the way i got a werewolf on every faction ready to go for mid-year mayhem because they are grease but <laughs> I'm telling you, and, and I chop everybody up with them. I love it. But um, it's that might be an interesting video for you to watch um, because he did such a good Grim job. Hollow is, he's good, man. I've yeah. seen his videos on his Stamblade, and he's, he's really nice. Yeah, yeah. I was very interested to see that he, he went to a proc after we spoke. This was earlier in the year, but... It's not so much what he wanted to do, it's just what was needed to maintain his superiority, right? And uh, at some point, you're you're going to be fighting at a disadvantage, and I'm going to be fighting at a disadvantage. Icy's going to be Grim Hollows fighting at a disadvantage by not embracing the, the grease, <laughs> embracing the cheese, and yep. flexing it. Like, okay, you want to put these sets in the game? Here's exactly what it's going to do to people when in the right hands. So right. Um, did you have anything to add to that, I see? You know, it's kind of. Like, I know you mentioned it uh, maybe a couple of months ago when all these proc sets were starting to ramp up. Where in, you know, in order for Zoss to possibly do something about it, everybody's got to start wearing it, especially the content creators. And then at some point, hopefully, hopefully there'll be some sort of balance implemented that'll address everything. In some degree, so it looks like we're starting to starting to get there with visibility. But I guess we'll see what happens over the next couple months. Yeah, and talking about Greece, I uh, <laughs> three, <laughs> three days ago I'm down in the middle of Imperial City at the. Um, I think I was by myself or with one other per. No, I was with two other people that we don't run with regularly, but we were just, you know, I think two of them might even have been low level, you know, and we're just killing the portals, getting EXP, collecting Telvar. And seven werewolves roll in, all wearing crimson, all wearing Plague Slinger. What? <laughs> what the? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, that sounds, like a, that sounds like a fair fight to me. I don't know what you're uh, hollering about, Grim. Well, I killed them all, but no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they killed the two that I was with, and then we got to see how fast, how fast I am. <laughs> I was quoting Icy. Don't they know I'm the cousin of Usain Bolt? <laughs> As I'm running for my life. But <laughs> come on. Like seven werewolves wearing crimson. 
and Plague Slinger. Congratulations, guys. You beat the game. Good job. You know, <laughs> yep. I was I was talking to a buddy on Discord maybe like 30 minutes before we started recording this, and he said he took a break off from ESO and everything, and, you know, he was asking me, hey, so are proc sets still a thing? And I told him, well, you know, there's werewolves wearing crimson now, and he's like, oh, well, that sounds like fun if you're in a group of friends doing it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm sure it is, but, you know, you know, on one side, we're having fun with our friends, just trolling around, being worlds and crimson. But at the other side, you know, you're promoting unhealthy gameplay. And, you know, I guess what's what's the right call at the end of the day, you know? So, yeah. One thing I've noticed, because uh, I'm in Imperial City a lot. So, so a, a huge thing I've noticed with werewolves is that a lot of them are starting to wear Imperial physique and they you know you have to carry 10,000 telvar on you for that set to kick in and then all your stats are bumped bumped up which basically stacks with like the werewolf you know transformation so you'll see a lot of werewolves in imperial physique in groups you'll see that big bloom big blue uh thing shooting up to the sky and you're like dude like i'm not going to kill <laughs> Even one of these guys, like there's ten of them in a group, all wearing imperial physique. So if you could nuke them all down, you're gonna get like a hundred thousand Telvar or something. But it's like it's it's been crazy. It's been absolutely crazy. Yeah, and that kind of leads into the next thing was the current state of PvP and like what you're running into regularly on console as far as meta builds and then common problems. But not only that, not only are those werewolves wearing imperial physique and they have god tier stats they're pairing it with like a lessian order too so they have something like right. 5k health regen too <laughs> so it's like right even if i hit a dawnbreaker on these dudes the 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 upfront um the upfront burst damage from the dawnbreaker is probably offset by their very first health regen tick and then the dot damage is a net gain for them every single time the dot from Dawnbreaker ticks, it doesn't even matter because their health regens double that. So it's so stupid. Right. But what yep. what are you running into meta build wise right now? What's a common thing you see on console other than werewolves I'm, and cheese? <laughs> other than werewolf grease and cheese, there's the main thing right now on console is there's a million stamdens. Like stamina warden is huge. It's, you see, they're everywhere, like, and it's 35k to 40k health, you know, heavy armor, and Malakath. So they're getting their healing from Arctic Blast, which scales off their max health, so they'll stack health, and then they'll, they'll put sets on that give them health and damage, like, like, like a clever alchemist that's giving you two lines of health and then 650 weapon damage when you hit a potion. And then you're stacking that with Malakath and heavy armor. You're tanky and you have damage and you got heals. And then the sub assault, that, that skill, talking to, you know, people that have mained it since it came out like King of Games, that skill is stronger. Like, it, it comes out twi twice now. So, if you're good at the class, you can land, like, a 20k tooltip sub-assault twice, you know, while you're spamming your D-swings and your Dawnbreakers. So, like, the Stamden is super, super popular right now. 
Um, another thing that I see a lot is Magsorks using uh, Overload. Overload is kind of, it's always been kind of sketchy, but lately it's been even worse as far as the, the desync. You'll, you'll be at 20k health, you'll have your Vigor up, you'll have, you know, whatever other heal you got going. And then they'll be, they'll pop their ultimate, which is Overload, and they'll be shooting those light attacks of Overload. And yeah, you can dodge roll them. But if they hit you, they hit hard. And it's it's a weird desync to where your health will go from like 15k, 20k health, like you're feeling comfortable, and then all of a sudden you're just on the ground. Like there's been a few... There's been a few videos put out about it, like Zoss, you know, fix the desync on Overload. It, it, that's that's something that I'm seeing a lot on console is the Stamden, uh, with the high health and the big burst with Malakath and whatever, and then the the Magsorks with, obviously they got Engine Guardian on, but then they're using the the um, Overload to kind of cheese you. They know if they pop it, they can save their ultimate to 500 and then have a infinite overload spam until you kind of just melt into the ground because when i when i'm getting overload spammed i'm kind of on the defense i'm kind of like throwing up my vigor making sure i get a fat rally tick you know having the rally active for a long time you know i'm dodge rolling when i can to avoid those those nukes that are coming at me um but i would say yeah those two those two are big and then i would say I would say Stamblade is pretty meta right now. If like, regardless of gear, you know, for these, these. Well, I did talk about Clever Alchemist and Malakath. Like that is pretty standard for for Stamden, but the Stamblade is in a really good spot. You see a lot of Stamblades, and a lot of them, a lot of them are using Shadowy Disguise Morph, and then a lot of them are using Dark Cloak. Both those morphs are strong, but there's Stamblades hitting hard right now, and. Once they brought the stun back to their spammable surprise attack, it was a game changer. Now, now you can you can mess people up real quick because I think a lot of people aren't aware that surprise attack, the nightblade spammable, it hits hard, it stuns, and it gives you your armor buff through the shadow passives. So you don't have to you know flip to the back bar and, and throw up an armor buff. Like a like a rune a rune focus on the Stamplar or or what have you, you can stay offensive for for long periods of time, and people are two tapping with with spec bow and in cap. Like you can just two tap people so quickly on the Stamblade right now. Like that combo is top tier. So, so I would say that's my those are my top three. Yeah, and. Um... I know you like to run solo, and it looks like they announced Mid-Year Mayhem is going to be the first event of this year. Um, we don't have a date just yet, do we, Icy? No, no date yet, but no. they might announce it, um, I think, in the next... Uh, I, I think they said January 20th or 23rd, something like that. Somewhere in the early 20s of January. They're going to make they're gonna make a, an announcement, for, and maybe they'll... Uh, let us know then. Okay. So Mid-Year Mayhem is right around the corner. Do you plan on going into Mid-Year Mayhem solo? Or are you going to put, are you going to have the Avengers 
assemble and are you going to put a team together of two, three, four, five people and start taking down whales? What, what's your plans for Mid-Year Mayhem? So the last Mid-Year Mayhem, I played, I would say 90% of it solo. And it's so much fun, dude. It is so much fun playing by yourself because, like, there is a lot of people, but a lot of them are really bad. So it makes for, like, like good clips and good content, like, but that's also something that's frowned upon, like, on, on, on the PlayStation side of things, like, of the content creators. They don't like people putting out clips if it's a mid-year clip. They're like, okay, it doesn't count. These dudes are all light attacking and just standing there. But it's like, yo, if there's if there's 10, 15 dudes and I drop them all, I don't care what event it's in. It's like that I should never be able to kill 10 dudes at home on their couches like spamming attacks at me. But yeah, yeah I'm, most likely I'm going to play it solo the whole time. It just makes for good content. People want to see, you know, one dude take out a group or kite them around for a while and string them out. And pop five here, pop two guys there. But the last mid-year, I did team up with King of Games on one night. And that was insane. Like, that was insane. Like, it, he was on a Stamcrow, which is super strong still. And then I was on my Stamina Templar. And we were dropping groups. And there's a, there's a clip that he has on his YouTube channel where we're in the sewers. And... There is, I would say, 15, 15 yellows, and they're fighting a flag boss in the sewers. We nuked down the whole group after five, ten minutes of trying to, like, poke at them and, and you know, kite around and, and dip in and out. After we killed all of them, the boss ran, started running away. Like, I think he was resetting. I think the boss was resetting. But I don't think, like, King of Games or me thought of that at the time. But we were like, oh, my God, dude. Like, even the boss is running. Like, the flag <laughs> boss is running. Like, we even, like, like we were calling no, the flag boss. Here. Yeah, he ran out, and we were calling the flag boss a zergling and, and all this stuff. And we're like, it was just a blast. So I'm sure I'll team up with maybe a person on, on, a, on a certain night and then, like, put it in the stream title. But I would say most of the time I'll just be by myself. Yeah. Hey, don't ever let anyone brow bash you for if if they're PVEers, they're PVEers. Like the people, like but like you said, there's still 10, 20 of them, you know? Right. And they outnumber you. And Malcolm, when he was on, Malcolm had just released a really, really well done. It was art. It was it was just art. It was to music, and he wiped, you know, gosh, I don't even know how many people it was. I think the name of the video was like 20, 20 people in three minutes, you know? Yep, 20, I saw it. I saw it. It was on yeah. his mag sword. Yeah, 20 kills in three minutes, and it was beautiful. It was beautiful. I don't care if they're PVEers or what. You're in a PVP yep. zone, and be ready to be made an example of right and right there were so many people that were posting in the bottom of it or you know in his comments like pv ears nobody cares this is garbage whatever and i was like malcolm right they can't do it right you know you're out there doing it so don't let somebody sitting at home on their couch eating cheetos tell you right. 
that what you just put out there, you put it out there for entertainment value. And if they don't right. find it entertaining, like if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. You know, right? Just it's fun on. to watch. It is it's fun, fun to watch, watch one yeah. guy kill, you know, 10. Like I, I just posted a clip and it was state of PVP number two. And I'm in Arboretum on my Stamsork, and there is a group of 10 to 15 yellows coming at me. And I'm like, dude, what in the world? So I just start kiting, you know, popping up the, the hurricane to get the speed buff, uh, throwing up a vigor and dark deal, and then streaking, streaking when I can, but I can only streak, you know, a couple times, and then I'm out of magic. So I got to, like, streak very... Uh, uh, strategically, because I don't want to run out of magic to where I can't use my crit surge, I can't use dark deal, I can't use um, um, dark deal, crit surge, and streak. Those are the main. Those are the main abilities on a stamp sword where you got to use magic. But anyway, so I I posted that clip, state of PvP number two, and it's doing really well as far as views because I it was solo, and I killed out of that group. I would say I killed 10 of them, and then the other five, I don't know where they went. So it was like, it's fun to watch. And, you know, a couple of people had commented like, yo, is this a mid-year clip? And I'm like, no, this is from a couple of nights ago, live on stream. Regardless, it's just fun to watch. Like, you got to just respect it. Yeah, that's what I think. And I see all these people that are like, nobody cares, or the, it, the whole thing where they're like, Nobody wants to see mid-year mayhem clips. I'm right. raising my hand. I want to see it. <laughs> like, right. you know, because you're out there doing it. And half these people that make those comments, they can't do it themselves. So, um, right. you know, the, the wolf does not concern itself with the opinion of sheep. So, Right. Honestly, uh, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. So... What are your plans for the future for your, your YouTube channel? Have you, like, I noticed that your channel is just starting to boom. And I don't know if it's a tied to, uh, you had uh, awesome clips on uh, Christopher ESO, top five or top 10 plays, you know, game, um, top 10 PVP clips. You were in there taking heads or if it's just a natural growth process on a channel and consistency what's 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 next for you on the channel i think you know for me like personally i'm always going to be family first so i kind of got to see how my family's doing you know now that i got just like you Grim, you know having two kids it's like okay i got to try to balance all these things but i do have a super nice luxury of being able to play at night consistently whereas some people don't have that maybe maybe they're too tired and they're they're trying to go to bed whereas for me like i'm gonna keep streaming every single night like i've been doing it for three plus years i wish i would have started streaming when the game came out i really wish i could have you know started while the game started but i got a late jump on it you know those first few years i was kind of just doing my thing trying to perfect my craft and then i got to the point where i was like okay i need to start streaming this because i am nuking kids and i want i want other people to watch but it, it's been a slow process you know it took three years to get to a thousand subs 
just from streaming, you know, no, not putting out edited clips, not putting out exposed videos and things like that to try to get views. It was literally just when I play, I hit broadcast and then that's it. And for a while, it was just, you know, 10, 15 people kind of lingering in there, only a few people chatting. And then once I hit a thousand subs, which was like four or five months ago, it's it's insane what YouTube does with your your visibility or something because my streams have been crazy. Like the last few nights, it's just been anywhere from 60 to 140 people and it's the count's going up and down the whole night. And I'm like, dude, this is insane, you guys. Like if you're new, you're welcome. But you know, I've, I don't know what to say. I appreciate, you know, you guys coming in here. This is the ultimate challenge and it's, it's fun to be able to stream solo pvp and kind of show people that it is possible and show people that i am human and i'm going to get frustrated sometimes but i'm going to keep respawning and i'm going to go out there and i'm going to keep killing people and i've kind of stopped being lazy and i've been pulling clips out of my streams because i've never done that before i've kind of just let my stream uh load up to the channel and then just leave it there like and if people click on it and skip around in it that's up to them but lately, in the last month or two, I've been taking the time to save my stream video to QuickTime Player. It's like a MacBook program, and I've been pulling clips out of these streams, and it's it's been working. Because my channel is still super small, but it's, it's like you said, it's kind of picking up speed, so it's crazy. Like, I'm starting to now, it's like during the day, I'll be playing with the five-year-old or, or holding the newborn, and I'm thinking, like, what am I going to play tonight? Because as soon as I hit live, there's going to be like 40 people in there right away. And then it's going to get up to like 100 viewers. And I got to be on my A game. And then maybe I got to run up, like I said to you yesterday, maybe I got to run upstairs and change a diaper. So I'll, I'll always leave my character sitting there with the character sheet up. So I give somebody some, like someone something to look at. They, they, like people love stats and people love numbers. And so I'll leave my character sheet up there just for, you know, people to analyze my numbers, where they're at. And they can, like, see my Mundus stone and my race and things like that and my champion points. And I'll come back after doing whatever I got to do. And they're still sitting there. Like, last night I took a, a tank. There was 120 people watching me get destroyed on the Magic Dragonite. I'm trying to learn that right now. And I came back... And there were still 100 people in there. I'm like, okay, I, welcome. I'm back. I just had to use the bathroom and go upstairs. But, you know, I'm not stopping anytime soon just to wrap it up. I'm going to keep streaming every night. I've been meeting amazing people <clears throat> in the streams. Um, like I said earlier, I, like I, I love interacting with these people that are coming in with their questions. Um, I rarely miss a comment. You know, and I have a lot of moderators. I have a, a, a gross amount of moderators because a lot of these people have been in my streams for years. And so it's like, now they're coming back in with their blue wrench next to their name. And now we have, I have a whole crew of these moderators that kind of keep the, the questions answered if I'm taking a five minute break or, or if a troll comes in. Uh, believe it or not, there's been some crazy stuff. Like, people have made accounts. They'll make a YouTube account, and the YouTube account's name is Kirkhoff's Baby. 
and then they'll just type in the chat. They'll type in the chat. Wah, 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 wah. And I'm like, oh my god, dude, you guys are savage. Like, so there's there's trolls that come in with with funny account names, like Kirkoff's garbage, and then they'll type, hey guys, what's going on? And so there's crazy stuff that goes on in the chat. So I got these moderators to kind of like manage it while I'm kiting around a group and I can't look at the chat. But yeah, that's, I'm not stopping anytime soon. I, I want to keep putting in that extra effort to put out the edited clips because sometimes people miss what happens live and they don't want to click through a four hour stream to try to find something cool. So I've been putting out these three minute to six minute highlight clips and i've actually made a playlist on my channel where it just says one vx clips and i'm up to i think 12 of them now in the last uh month or two i've been starting to do it and there's the i got times written down on a piece of paper that i still gotta put put those out you know it, it takes time to kind of go through my stream find a start time of the clip and then an end time of the clip without making it too long because people don't want to click on a 15 minute a kite job they want to click on like a five minute burst of you you know taking people out but it's a challenge i mean i'm not like i said like three times already i'm not gonna stop anytime soon you know if the game is still you know being played i'll be right there in the chaos of it yeah and i know it and i've been running around and had some crazy encounters you know we'll kill a group of 10 or 20 people and then immediately we're like that's the clip right there we just know yep. that was it that was that's awesome yeah it's fun dude it's rewarding yeah and then there's other times where you're recording and you're like man that was awesome and then you go back and watch it and you're kind of like eh, i don't know you know like it takes that right. second trip to look at yep. it yeah it does so that's very cool um how can people contact you i saw that you have a patreon and then um what could people do right now do you do you have merchandise are you planning on adding merchandise to your to your line um how can people help you grow the channel what what are things that help you a lot in game and out of game so i you mentioned the patreon i my girl she she put that like on my thing i don't really know anything about that <laughs> like she's <laughs> like hey i made a patreon for you and i put it in your about section on your channel i'm like what the i don't even know what that is she's like well people can donate money there but you gotta do this and do that i'm like okay sure whatever like for me i don't i don't you know ask for anything i just love the positivity to come into my streams you know i i've people have donated a lot of money through the super chat uh during the live stream where you're typing a message there's a money logo to the right and once you hit a thousand subs people can click on that money logo and donate money through the chat and then it's cool for them because it shows their donation in the chat it shows how much money they donated and then then they're they're recognized for being generous you know so you know i don't i countless times people have donated me like in-game currency like gold or or telvar so that i can finish a build because like solo pvp it's kind of rough to get 
uh, rich, like, because you're dying a lot, but you're also, you know, you're killing a lot, but it's not like you're in a 20-man zerg, like, just wiping through district bosses and stacking up thousands of Telvar on the multipliers. So, like, playing by yourself, it's kind of rough to, to get uh, currency. So a lot of people donate in-game, which is totally fine for me. Like, I, that's all I really have ever asked for while streaming is like, hey, you got like 10k gold? I'm trying to like respect this uh, skill. Like, I need to do my skills because everybody will be like, yo, try this morph, try this morph. Okay, well, I got to go to Grotwood and I got to respect everything. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's, I feel, you know, thankful that people donate money. On the on the live chat thing, but I've I've never been the type to, you know, say hey, make sure you guys donate, make sure you guys donate. Like that to me, that just feels weird. Like I do have a full time job as a hydraulic technician, and so I this is more for fun. But if people are feeling generous and they want to throw money, that's fine. But I'll never ask for it. But I will ask for you know like 10k gold to. To help me like finish a build so then i can get back to entertaining i guess by you know doing pvp and i'm not just sitting sitting in grotwood or or stormhaven trying to sell soul gems or whatever right i think that's something that a lot of people don't understand about content creators it's the um, investment in your time and effort um to put the clips together to do the videos or for you um, now you're pulling the clips out and you're putting together those clips and you're you're donating or dedicating your time to and being consistent with airing it's really expensive uh in game to be a content creator like my incredible hulk video that i did a month ago or whatever that has three separate builds in it, the Hulk smash, that video cost me 3 million gold. And I had to farm my tail off um, to, to make that happen. But that video by itself cost me 3 million gold. And it costs a lot of money to put builds together and to get out there and test them and, and you know, put clips together too, you know, get out there and actually take heads. So um, that's cool. That's insane. I, I definitely believe that. Like that, I watched that video, that Hulk, that Hulk one, and a the the thumbnail on that video is amazing. The video is amazing. The builds are awesome, and I could easily see that being three million once you, you know, add up all the the gold for the the mats and and maybe a race change or you know what have you. But it's I definitely can see that. Yeah, thanks. and I and I think it's a lot easier too to make gold on PC compared to console, just because of the add-ons that you have access to. Especially with doing your daily writs and stuff, they pretty much do it for you, so you don't have to spend ten minutes or whatever on one character in console doing your writs or something. But I don't know. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, that's true. The add-ons and everything. We've got so many perks going to for us on pc compared to what you're having to go through so um and another thing is like uh, a lot of people like for me i only play this game once once a day and it's at nighttime and then i just broadcast it so i don't have like 
time to like I could take a night off, but I don't like doing that. Like to where I could just farm and try to make currency in the game. But I like by the end of the day after like work and and doing dad stuff, like I'm trying to just like pop heads. Like that's what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to go, you know, gather materials and Craig Lauren like so I can I can play ESO once a day and it's at nighttime and when I'm playing I'm trying to PvP. I don't wanna I don't wanna try to make gold. I don't have time. Yeah. Uh don't mind my dog upstairs barking. I think my wife's leaving right now. But uh um so are there any topics that you you I know that you had some notes maybe or did we cover everything that or do you have any questions? I think I think one thing I want to go over is like first I want to say how awesome I think Elder Scrolls is the best game that I've ever played by far. Like I'm 28 and I've been playing video games since I was man, probably 10. So I don't know. I've always played games, and this is the best game I've ever played. It's I think the MMOs right now, and out in the the world are kind of dry, like they're kind of lacking. There's 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 not a huge selection of great M MMOs, and I think honestly, like ESO is right at the top. Like yet yeah, you have World of Warcraft, but like that game's been out for twenty years. People are like, okay, I need something new, and with with ESO. It's six or seven years old, but there's still so many new players that are coming into this game. And they're coming into my stream and they're saying, you know, what is this? Is this Skyrim? Like, what is this game? And I'm like, dang, you've never heard of this game before? Like, this game is amazing. I, I, I take the time and I give them just like a brief summary of what this is. And I tell them, you know, hey, don't overwhelm yourself. Like, pick a class. Try to learn that class and get it to level 50 while you're doing it. And then there's the CP uh, system where I tell them, hey, get to CP 160 before you worry about any gear or weapons. Like, get to the get to the highest level, which is CP 160, that the gear and armor can be made. So I just tell them, like, hey, don't overwhelm yourself. The game is super, super, like, full. Like, you'll never beat everything like there's no way you're gonna finish everything like right away or even ever but i think the main thing with eso is the game is amazing it's a lot of fun the combat system is is unlike any other game but i think just the one thing that they need to work on is the performance um you know the game has been out for a long time kind of i mean i don't know six years to me seems like a long time but it's it doesn't seem that long to me like i i can still remember playing this game you know years ago and things that happened and funny moments and yada yada but i think the performance just has to get better if they have to take all the servers down for a week where nobody's playing eso and they have to recode things or or fix a server or or you know, spend the time to kind of fix the game as far as lag and and latency and, and bugs and glitches. I think they would make more money in the long run by keeping new players that come into this game and maybe they're playing it for the first time and 
they get to level 10, and then they're, they're able to go to Cyrodiil finally, and they're in Cyrodiil and nothing's, nothing's really working, well, they're probably going to put that game down and not play it again. They're going to be like, okay, this game doesn't even work. I don't want to play this. This is too frustrating. But then you have people like me and Grim and Icy, like people who have played this game for a long time and have like thick skin and we kind of just deal with it because we love the game. But if they would just kind of focus performance and try to get that squared away, you know, instead of adding this, that, and the other thing, like let's let's make the game work and make the game uh, run smooth before anything. I think that would be just the last thing I would want to touch on. Yeah, I, um, I'm actually a fairly new player. I just started in September 2019, so I'm coming up on maybe a, a year, a year and a half of playing. But no, I'm, I'm right there with you. I've been in the, you know, we're mostly playing in the sewers a lot of the time, but um, yeah, performance, uh, would be awesome if they could if they could improve on that and hey if it took a, a week or maybe even a month i'm sure we could all use the day off you know just to relax right. and take a breather and then come back and now the game is the way it should have always been you know in terms of performance right. you know yeah because years I ago Graham, like i i've played this game since it came out the day it came out because I always played Skyrim in the and back in the day in Oblivion and, and Morrowind. I've always played the Elder Scrolls games. And so when I found out that an, an online version of this was coming out, I was at GameStop that, that day. You know, and I got this game the day it came out for PS4. And I actually still have the exact same PS4 that I was playing on that day. Like, this thing's a beast. Like, I'm going to get the PS5, that's for sure. But they're kind of hard to find right now. Mm -hmm. But I've played since the game came out. And back in the day, you you could have Cyrodiil fights. Massive fights in Cyrodiil. And there was, like, barely any lag. Like, it was, it was insane. It was insane. I'll be running up to a keep, taking out the siege line in the back. And there's, like, catapults and meat bags and all this stuff. And I'm running up by myself on my Templar or my Sork, just taking people out. And then once they realize, dude, hey, you guys, uh, I think we're getting attacked by a guy. Let's all get off our our uh, our siege, you know. But I just remember back in the day, it was it was great. It was you could run up to a keep where it was twenty dudes up on the wall, twenty dudes on the ground, you know, and then a huge siege uh, convoy and like. It was the performance was amazing, so I think they just need to take the time and do something. You know, I I'm not a genius with all that kind of stuff, but like you said, if they got to take the game down for a time period, and then when if they fix it, you know, it's a break for everybody, and it's like refreshing to come back to something that they that okay, let's make this, let's make it better. We know it's in a bad state. You know, certain things aren't working. People are getting frustrated because. With ESO, it's such a great game, and people play it for hours and hours and hours. They want it to work, you know. They want it. They want it to to perform to their expect expectations. But you know, no no game runs perfect. But I think I think they they got some work to do for sure. Yeah, it's um. So you had mentioned that you went to GameStop. I was actually an assistant store manager at GameStop in Illinois. Um, 
and the store manager got a beta tester code for for Elder Scrolls Online, and he wasn't going to do it. And I was already a beta tester for Final Fantasy Eleven and Final Fantasy Fourteen, and um, uh, so I kind of knew what came with that, you know, as far as playing the game and then reporting whatever bugs or whatever abilities aren't working or this, that, and the other. And so he just gave me the code. And that's how I got my code was, uh, you know, our store was provided one code for beta testing for ESO online. And I was able to get the code. Um, he said I would do more with it. And so, yeah, I was there, I guess, pre-day one, right? <laughs> so, right, definitely. Yeah, and uh, I have had some time off. Um, everyone, I think... The most amount of time I missed was between six months or a year. And then uh, we did try some other games not too long ago when performance was really bad or whatever and kind of gave them a chance to hopefully start fixing some things. So, um, yeah, but I don't know. I think we're all hoping for the best as far as performance goes. Um, did you have anything else to add, Icy? Um... No, I think I'm all set. Um, if Kirkhoff, you got any last words you'd like to share with everybody before we take it uh, um, one close thing, out? One thing I feel like I didn't. You guys had asked a question about like how can people contact me, things like that. I don't think I ever really went over that. I mean, yeah. I don't really have like social media things, things like that. I kind of just have my YouTube channel. Um, so that's kind of like the only way. Like, now I'm in, you know, Grimm's Discord, so that's a great way to contact me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, other than going on my YouTube channel and just, like, commenting on a video or coming into my stream, I, I stream at the same time every night, which is, it's 8 o'clock, between 8 and 9 for me. And I'm I'm in Wisconsin, so I believe that's Central Time. So, like... You can just basically just find me there, and I'm, I have no problem helping anybody who comes into my stream because, I, I mean, I have six or seven years, however long this game has been out of experience and learning things the hard way on my own, and I, I have no problem with, you know, people coming in that are, are day one players, and I can I can take the time in my stream for 10, 15 minutes, you know, showing them certain things or... Or, or a shortcut to get to the this dungeon, or you know, a good spot to grind EXP. So, it's just the best way to communicate is just going on my my YouTube channel. And what we'll do is we'll make sure that we've got your YouTube channel in the descriptions below. Um, that way, everybody can um, find you for sure. Have you ever thought about taking the clips where you're one vxing and doing uh, dialogue? Uh, um, to it, kind of a walkthrough, um, a, a peek in the mind of a 1VXer, and you can kind of break down what you're like, noticing. Yeah, like a play-by-play. Play-by-play. That would be yeah. awesome. I've I, Honestly, that's, that's something I've never thought about, and I think that would be a great idea, honestly. Like, maybe pause, pause the video. Okay, so here, I'm looking at these dudes, you know, and basically walking them through what my thought process is and, you know, when to run and when to buff up and, and when to go offensive. I think that would be, that would be awesome. That is definitely something I should look into. That's one of the, that's one of the biggest questions that we get 
is I want help one VXing or I want help uh, fighting outnumbered. And, you know, then they go to, as we talk to them more, then they're like, well, I guess we should start with 1v1ing. You know, I kind of need help with 1v1ing right now. And I'm like, yeah, so let's not worry about 1vxing until we can 1v1. And then, you know, when you're queuing for battlegrounds, I always, the people that I'm training or working with, I always tell them use battlegrounds as your training area, your dojo or your gym, and write three different things you want to work on down on a piece of paper before you go into the battleground. And one of them might be, I want to win each 1v1, you know, and then the other one is I want to win at least two or three outnumbered situations, you know, and your teammates right. won't necessarily like hearing that because they're like, hey, well, I'm trying to capture this relic or I'm trying to take this flag or I'm trying to do whatever it is. And you're out there just fulfilling, putting checks in the box, you know, for your training for the day. But uh, right. Yeah. So I think that I, 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 that would I think be that's awesome. A great idea. I mean, oh. for, for, with what you said with the battlegrounds, that's honestly something that I've done for a long time. Is because you're gonna you're gonna get action right away as soon as you queue up, and, and you get into a battlegrounds, you're gonna be able to test the build. So a lot of times, like what I've been doing on the Magic Dragonite the last three nights is I've been going into battlegrounds to test the setups that I'm running. And right now, kind of going back to what you were saying is, you know, what's meta on console like PS4? Magic Dragonite is super super popular but it's it's the proc sets it's you know you're wearing five overwhelming surge you're wearing five crimson and then you're wearing two grothdar or two zons to where it's like all your damage is coming from just your your sets popping off and not so much your interactive abilities and and, and using a clean rotation so i've been i've been running like a a pretty old school kind of light armor uh magic dragonite and i'm 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 terrible but i'm trying to get there you know and I'm, i've been streaming the process of you know crafting the gear and picking the right skills and i've been going into battlegrounds a lot just to test the build and it's honestly a great way to do it you know you don't have cp so you're kind of squishy and you'll you'll kind of get lit up but at the end of the day, you're going to get to work on your rotation and, and get to work on outnumbered and, and 1v1s off to the side. And it's a, that's honestly a great way, like going into Battlegrounds, that's a great way to kind of get your feet wet because it's it's rough in there. It's not easy, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of built different to where even though I'm on a team, uh, there's, you know, a four-man team that I'm on, but I kind of go off to the other way that, that they're like if they're going left, I'm going right. Like I kind of, <laughs> I want right. to see yep. what I can do by myself. And I'll say it in my stream all the time. I'm like, you guys, I'm on a team right now, and I feel like if I stick near them, it's way too easy because I can just stay offensive and just nuke people. So I kind of go the other way and try to see what I can do. Yeah, I like that. Sometimes we have to rewind it with um, the new people, and the new people are like. They'll run off on their own over and over again because what we do is we have some uh, classrooms or training rooms in the Discord and we'll have them stream their BGs and then I'll be basically a live coach in their ear 
saying, okay, here's an opportunity for a 1v1, or here's an outnumbered situation, let's see how we do it, or let's advance in the opposite direction because you're way outnumbered right now, you know, don't forget your buffs or whatever it is. But uh, right. those guys, sometimes we have to dial it back to they're just not even, they're not to that step yet of 1v1ing solo or fighting outnumbered and they need to use their team. And I'm like, look, even if your team is terrible, and they're just getting killed left and right and not, you know, they're just, it's their first, it's like they just got the game today. They're good for at least one thing and that's a meat shield. So right. <laughs> peel off of your team, you know, fall back through your team, let them absorb some of the damage while you reapply your buffs. And and that's kind of where we start for the really, really green or really, really fresh PVPers is use your team in that fashion. Let them be meat shields for you and, they're dying on their own anyways. They might as well at least help you re get your buffs back up. And, <laughs> right. you know, and then and then the whole, okay, they're going to the left. We're all going to go to, the, you're going to the right, you know, and we're going to, we're going to go pick a fight. <laughs> so, right. I love that. Yeah. I think, I think one tip that I have that I, you know, for whoever listens to this for a new player, one thing that I've learned over the years playing Elder Scrolls Online is you, whether it's a 1v1 or a 1v5 or a 1v10, you've got to learn to watch the other players and not watch your character. Your your character, you know what your character is doing with your muscle memory and when you hit vigor, like you don't need to watch your character hit vigor. Like you hit that button, it's gonna you're you're good. You kind of gotta you kind of gotta work on focusing on what the enemy is throwing at you and focus on their their character i mean some people play zoomed in to where like the camera's right behind their character's back i zoom all the way out i want to be able to rotate the camera and see what's all around me you know some people like to play zoomed in and see their character and it feels cool you know playing like that kind of like a skyrim uh look to it but i think that's a huge tip is you know and the more classes you play you'll understand what what their strengths are and then when you're fighting fighting against that class you'll know what to expect so I, I guess that comes with time just trying other classes um but yeah that's that's a huge tip is just learning to watch what your enemy is doing and not watching your character like just focus on what's coming at you and not not what you're dishing out because you know what you're doing like once you get your your rotation down you know what you're doing so it's just kind of like trusting your your muscle memory and your your awareness really yeah and it's not going to be an easy process um so they have to have thick skin or they got to be ready to take their lumps but it, it's not an easy process for a couple reasons but number one there's growing pains all the way you need to learn your class and what you're good at what you're bad at and then you need to learn every other class and how they're trying to kill you and individual players their skill sets and how they're gonna succeed or what they're trying to do and so there's so many things that you're learning all at once and then right. you're running into toxic players too like they just 4v1 right. you and teabagged you like come on guys yep. that's so, every night that's every night dude <laughs> yeah yeah and um the, nothing frustrates me more 
than getting killed in an outnumbered situation, getting teabagged. I make sure I record because I'm going to find those people. <laughs> I got I got something to return, you know, and yep. but that's not I can return it. It's not fair for the people that aren't there yet. And all they're doing is just getting teabagged and being bullied all the time in a PVP scenario. So there's better ways to train, you know, outside of outside of battlegrounds too. And that maybe that's, you know, with dueling with friends and, you know, in a very low testosterone or low ego scenario where we're just focused on trying to get better at PVP, better at our mechanics or maintaining our buffs or controlling the fight with CCs or crowd controls. And so there's a lot of different training methods or methodologies to get there. You just have to explore all of them or align yourself with somebody that's willing to help, you know, if you're a new player, people that are willing to help you learn. So, right. Yeah, Definitely. we really gotta, we really gotta get those t-shirts made grim that say, it's all about the maturation process. It is. It's all about the maturation yeah. process. <laughs> and then also another shirt that says, "I'm getting frost. I'm getting frost fangs." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or uh, uh, you're not living your best life unless you're wearing crimson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's it. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you, man. This has been awesome. This has been fun. So awesome, sweet. So I guess with that, we'll catch you guys on the next one. See ya. Okay. Thank you, Grim. Thank you, Icy. Thanks, Kirk. See you guys. You're going to say bye-bye, Argonians. Bye-bye, Argonians.